Hello everyone, uh, you're listening to Aeroport Cafe and today I have new guest for you guys. Uh, the name of guest is David. David, hello. Hello. Hi everyone. Uh, yes, uh, so please give us little information for our listener. Who are you? What are you doing? Well, I'm David Halas. I'm a software engineer from Brno Czech Republic and I work on a Ruby-based, Rails-based cloud management platform called ManageIQ as an open source engineer. Mm-hmm. Whoa, so interesting, like, uh, so open source and it works, it's like a web interface for some kind of uh, Kubernetes or what, or Docker? Yeah, so uh, it's a Rails-based application with a web interface where you can add your credentials to all the supported cloud providers. So Amazon, Google Cloud. Also, you can manage your on-premise things like Kubernetes or OpenShift or OpenStack. Wow. So it manages uh, your whole hybrid infrastructure from one single pane of glass. Okay. Okay. We will, maybe I, I think we will back to this. So uh, we know that you are active Ruby community member. Uh, you participating and presenting on many conferences like Ruby Conf Minsk, uh, Ruby Unconf Hamburg, Ruby Wine Moldova. Uh, maybe I'm missing something. What you have learned on these conferences? What are your favorite conferences? Well, uh, I meet with people in these conferences primarily. Uh, mostly the speakers are switching on those conferences. So I'm traveling with the same speakers sometimes. So <laughs> I meet with familiar faces and we are seeing each other's talks multiple times and we can rate each other after, uh, based on that. I also do non-Ruby conferences more related to uh, the things I'm working on. So cloud management. Mm-hmm. Uh, also open source in general. So I'm visiting every year FOSDEM in Brussels. This is a free open source developers European meeting. Uh, there I was speaking about uh, how designers and engineers work together in our team. Also, I was in a similar event in Sweden mm-hmm. and I did a generic talk about what cloud is in Albania in the generic open source conference. So it's not just Ruby, I'm also promoting open source. Wow, it's cool, it's very cool. Uh, By the way, uh, how do you feel, is there any difference in communities, for example, in Ruby and like in general open source as I understand community? Like how they uh, thinking about, I don't know, code or maybe about development, maybe exists some difference or it's like mostly the same type of community? Well, it's definitely not the same type of community. So in the Ruby community, we come together because of the language. In uh, open source communities, in generic open source, you come together. Mostly the motivation there is uh, is open source itself. So you can meet with more non-technical people or community managers, designers, not just engineers. Oh, so it's like open source more like white, like uh, not only engineers. Much broader thing. Wow, it's uh, interesting, yeah. So you can meet uh, like different kind of persons. Interesting. By the way, what our conferences except for Ruby 
uh, and this one uh, maybe mm, you visiting maybe some uh, design conferences or I'm not doing that yet. I'm not <laughs> okay. <doing> that. <laughs> yes. uh, this design uh, talk we did with the designer, so it was a talk presented by, by two people, mm -hmm. and we wanted to show uh, people how we work together and cool. that you need both sides. I wasn't the designer side, obviously. <laughs> okay, yeah, understandable. Um, uh, you seems to be an active traveler. Uh, what countries uh, have been uh, this year? This year, I started in Belgium, then I went to Australia, mm -hmm. up to buy a little in Singapore, then I was in Poland, then uh, I was in Minsk, Sweden, in Belarus, in Sweden, then in Moldova, Germany. Uh, it's kind of hard to follow. <laughs> well, quite a lot. Like, how do you manage such a working traveling mode? Like, what your maybe some tips or life hacks to share? Well, it's it's really nice that conferences in Europe are in the weekend, mm -hmm. so I don't really need working days to to be at the conference, uh, and I'm taking off vacation for the rest of the days mostly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, I'm trying to work and contribute to open source from there as well, if I have the time. Okay, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's good, but looks like it's like separate little job, like maybe not job, but you like need to work and then go to conference. Also, like maybe do your talk and then go back to job. <laughs> okay, uh, according to your GitHub, you are working on three projects. Taking into account your traveling and speaking uh, schedule, how do you would to manage all this stuff? Like all this. Well, uh, I don't really think about work as work. It's more more like fun for me, and if it's something interesting and motivating, uh, I don't even notice sometimes when I'm working. It's actually a bad habit on the weekends. I shouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. Or when I wake up uh, before midnight that I can't sleep because I have an idea and I start implementing it and I create a pull request. Uh, sometimes my uh, previous manager was telling me that I shouldn't do that. Uh, now I'm trying to hide it from my current one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's funny. Like, uh, what are you doing? No, no, it's not work. <laughs> Don't worry. Okay. Uh... By the way, uh, your most popular project uh, is a library uh, for traffic smuggling through HTTP. Like it's called Pure. Pure. It's like cat. Cat. This sound doing Pure. Uh, any plans to extend, uh, evolve it? By the way, can you even little describe uh, how you like what idea came from? about this library, what it's doing, and uh, any plans for it for future. Yeah, so PER is an acronym which stands for Protocol Upgrade Raw Request. Oh, okay. So actually, I made this up much, much later than we named it. Uh -huh. So it's, it's actually funny that we had the name first and then the meaning. Mm -hmm. uh, 
I got stuck speaking on a conference and I just made it up and I was super happy and it's recorded if you you can find it on YouTube when and I have this happy moment for a second where I actually figured out what it would mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was implementing some WebSocket related thing, remote consoles in Manage IQ where you can access VMs through the browser, through an HTML5 canvas, you can render the screen of the virtual machine and we needed WebSockets for it. And mm-hmm. I was looking into how Action Cable is implemented for Rails, you know, the uh, WebSocket-based public subscribe model. Mm-hmm. And uh, after talking with some colleagues, I found out about socket hijacking, which is the way you implement this in the rack middleware. And I started thinking about maybe we could do a little bit more with it. And that was the inspiration for Per. It's not fully ready yet. The server mm-hmm. part is done and working well. I'm planning to integrate it into Manage IQ, hopefully soon. Uh, my problem is the JavaScript part, which runs in the browser, which is also ready, but I would need a way to distribute it effectively, probably using installer packages for various operating systems. Oh, okay. So interesting. By the way, as I can see, it's like, uh, from different parts, like you have Ruby, you have Go, JavaScript, like uh, it's uh, separate, even like separate parts built on separate languages. Yeah, uh, I was trying to put together everything from the past. So the Ruby part runs on the server, we need the Ruby part. Mm-hmm. The Go part, I wanted to make a portable the most portable code with concurrency support on the client so I can compile it to Windows, to Linux, to uh, OS X, whatever. So the same code runs everywhere without any modifications or any special macros. Mm-hmm. And obviously I need some part that runs in the browser. We don't have anything else than JavaScript and WebAssembly. And I don't really know any WebAssembly, so I went with JavaScript. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. I, I even don't know if WebAssembly will help here because it's like can do something, but I don't think it can works right now directly with HTTP or TCP. Yeah, exactly. So that's why it will not help you in this case. Uh, okay. Uh, you have been recently promoted to senior software engineer. Congratulations. Uh, what has changed uh, for you since then? Can you share your working stories? Uh, what are you working on at present? Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, it feels the same as it was before. Maybe <laughs> I knew about this promotion before it happened. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know when it will happen. Uh, my day-to-day work didn't really change. I'm working on the same stuff, maybe with a bit more motivation right now. Like everyone's excited after after a promotion, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm my my primary uh, focus is on refactoring the code base. So Manage IQ used to be a startup before it was bought by Red Hat, and we have still some legacy code, and we are trying to push it forward. And I'm one of the people who's who's doing most of refactorings in the front end side, together oh. with you free more people. Cool. Uh, by the way, like uh, maybe it's like you cannot talk this, but uh, 
does your code base have good test coverage? Because I think without test, it will be hard to refactor some stuff. Uh, our code is open source, so I ah, think okay. I can answer this question. <laughs> okay. You, know, you can go to our GitHub page, github.com slash manage IQ. Mm -hmm. The stuff is where I'm working on is called manageiq-ui classic, and you can look at the coverage. So mm -hmm. it's everything public. Feel free okay. to check it out. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, but, but I was like, okay, maybe it's not public. Yeah, but okay, yes, of course. Uh, by the way, at RubyC, you present in talk named How to Hijack Proxy and Smuggle Sockets with Rec Ruby. Uh, so what story behind this talk? Uh, why did you choose it? And... Uh, what pains does it help to solve? Well, the story behind this talk is Burr. So this mm -hmm. talk introduces how how I had this idea of Burr and how I was suffering for months finding out uh, an effective way to proxy between two end sockets in an in a in a good way in the right way. Uh, and then about socket hijacking and how can we use it for this, this smuggling technique. Mm -hmm. And uh, it solves the problem of accessing our remote machine through HTTP. Mm -hmm. So imagine a situation where your only entry point to a protected environment is a web interface, for example, running manage IQ, and you would like to SSH or even do a remote console with VNC to your favorite machine uh, from your favorite desktop client. So you can use your terminal emulator and or your desktop VNC client. Uh, using this smuggling technique, you can smuggle through your TCP traffic through an HTTP session. So even if the server has no other ports open, you can do some hacks to get through your data. Wow. Yeah, I think uh, if you use this technique, you also need to think about security, how you will secure this, uh, like how you will authenticate, how you will uh, not allow somebody to use the same technique to go into this machine. Interesting. Well, the mm -hmm. trick is that you have an existing application with authentication and security. Mm -hmm. And as a rack middleware, you just chain to the, your Rails routes this per Mm -hmm. and uh, it can inherit all the security features of your web application oh so it's very good yeah cool okay so one last question what's about like about reading what's in your list mm. if i look at the pile of my books to my right uh i Shame on me, but I got a book for last Christmas and haven't read it yet. <laughs> uh, it's it's an old book. It's a brave new world from Aldous Huxley. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a, it's about dystopic future where all emotions are not allowed. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to it when I will have time for that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh... So yeah, I think we end with our main questions. Uh, I just have maybe some additional questions. Like uh, uh, as I check the pure, it have of course this Go, Ruby. By the way, uh, if you compare 
uh, go with Ruby, for example. I'm not sure like uh, what's your first, how you came from what language to Ruby. Uh, what do you think about like? Is it simple? Is it good? I mean, go compared to Ruby, and well, is it good? Well, I came from C originally. Oh, I'm okay. a C programmer. I graduated as a hardware engineer, but that uh, like. I graduated as, as something called IoT before it was called IoT. So we did embedded software design and embedded systems. So I had a strong background in C programming and I just started to like Ruby. And mm-hmm. after graduating, I was like, if I want to keep liking embedded systems, I need to do something else. So I chose to do Rails. And uh, well, Go is... It's like comparing a motorbike to to a bicycle or a car. It does the job. It does the same job, but differently. Go has a really great abstraction for concurrency. Mm-hmm. It has no abstraction for uh, variable pointers, uh, but it has garbage collection. So it's it's like mixed mixed, and you have to pay attention that the abstraction level is different mm-hmm. for each you're using it uh it's interesting it's different uh for certain stuff like doing a concurrent the same concurrent proxy i implemented for per on the server side i was working on it for months testing it trying it out uh, finding uh, sec faults on uh, in go you can do it in 10 minutes sec fault obvious wow <laughs> i i never have sec faults in go like maybe some uh maybe once or twice but it was like not pure go it was c go like i had some yeah. c code in go and in this not very good c code i have these sec faults but in go itself wow it's interesting well, i was having sec faults in ruby on the server side on the client side i was, was using go and that that was the trivial part where Whoa. I <laughs> okay it's funny okay uh so looks like it's uh, you think it's okay like for go but uh, for example if you need to do something like uh, will you replace for example because sometimes people said you don't need ruby you can replace uh, you can use go to replace everything because sometimes even people came and said oh ruby is slow it have gale not pure like fully parallel execution so like let's select something else and somebody like elixir somebody like go uh, somebody even go to rust uh so uh, just interesting was what do you think about this stuff like let's not use ruby it's not good well i think ruby as a high level language for controlling something low level in a readable simple way it's still really good so mm-hmm. creating dsls uh controlling some uh, embedded c functions or even go uh i think it's ideal i was talking to someone I think last year about how could we do proxying and transfer like with Ruby, mm-hmm. but implementing it in C or any low level kernel calls. So uh, I, we agreed on that uh, performance bottlenecks should be implemented as effective as possible. And because of the interoperability of languages, you can just call these things from, from Ruby or just control it from Ruby, even from a separate process. For that purpose, I don't see anything better than Ruby. Okay. 
course, I'm experimenting with Crystal right now. I like it as well. The syntax is similar. Uh, it's lovely, let's say. Yeah, Crystal is very interesting. One thing I just not very like from Crystal, not expecting from Crystal because like I was, oh, it's compiled, it's cool. Like uh, it's like Ruby, but compiled, uh, have static types. But when I found like, oh, it also have GIL, like MRI, like really guys, maybe we will fix this. And team from Crystal said, yeah, we will fix this, but later, not right now. So it also have the same issue like MRI, which sometimes uh, people blame MRI implementation, Ruby implementation, like, oh yeah, it's good, but Gil, nobody like this global interpreter lock. Yeah, so, I think it's a question of time with Crystal because it runs on top of LLVM and mm -hmm. LLVM is highly parallel and concurrent. If you remember Rubinius, yeah, of course, implementation of LLVM, it was blazing fast. I'm not sure if it still exists. Back in 2.2, I was using it for some personal reasons. I liked it really much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Rubinius was good. The main problem with Rubinius was, uh, I think, uh, it's library support because mostly if somebody make native library, it's mostly built for MRI, sometimes for JRuby, and in most cases, maybe no for Rubinius. And sometimes you stacked, like you need this library, but it doesn't work in Rubinius. And they're like, okay. So I need to switch back to MRI or maybe JRuby. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I think that's all. Thank you for your time. Maybe some additional uh, words for our listeners before we go. Well, if you are in Kiev on the 14th and 15th of September, come to see my talk at the conference. <laughs> okay. Thank you. We will. Uh, so thank you, David, for your time. Thank you for this uh, like good information about your open source, about this manage AQ, about poor. I think somebody will go and check and maybe it will help somebody else, or maybe even people will contribute and help you to make it better. So like, I wish you good luck with your open source stuff. Thank you very much. And thank you for having me. Okay. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye.